All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome, everybody, to the episode 10 of the FS360 podcast. You are welcome today by hosts Gavin Nash and Chris Mulcahy. G'day, Chris. G'day, Gav. How are you? Not too bad. Yep, no. back again for another another week and we, we've made double figures. Episode 10 is double figures, yeah. Unbelievable. It's like the baker's dozen kind of thing. That's you know, right. Or whatever that's supposed to be. But I think, uh, look, there's always been something to speak about every week and uh, we have got some regular listeners that are, that are listening every single week. So if you've got the listeners, Chris, you've got to give them the content. That's right. We're just going to yeah. keep going now, Gav. Why not? Why not? Well, today we're going to talk about quite a few different things. Um, we've got our three regular uh, segments, recession busting tip number nine will be coming up at the end of the program, uh, our win of the week, something a couple of clients have benefited from here at Molkanko this week, and 22 things we've learned in 22 years in business, which is a ripper this week, and uh, Chris will take us through that. But before we get into all that, I'm going to throw over to Chris for a little bit of an update to do with the coronavirus, um, uh, COVID-19 situation, and some, um, including a big announcement from the government. Yeah, look, the um, R word. Yeah, that's right. Look, unfortunately, our uh, recession-busting tips have actually become a reality that they will be needed because we are officially, or we're not officially yet in recession, but because we had negative growth for the March quarter, which was about a, a negative 0.3% uh, growth rate, I think. So as soon as it's below zero, that's an, an official Yeah, recession. but it has to do that for two quarters. Ah, okay. And obviously June's not shaping up too good. Yep. So... I think they've put the R word out there now, just in preparation for, you know, that things are obviously going to get a lot worse, which is what we've been saying. We've been trying to be trying to put a positive spin on everything, but Gav, but the reality is the economy is going to be in a fair bit of trouble. So, yep. and we've been... I That's guess, why people need our recession-busting tips. Exactly right. Exactly. exactly right. I think a lot of <laughs> looking forward to that book you're writing on those, Gav. Yes, that e-book, that e-book is getting yep. thick. I think you better... A lot of info. Yep, you better get it sorted out, I think, because it's going to be needed. So... Yeah, look, so the JobKeeper, as we keep talking about each week, it's obviously uh, happening now. It's been happening for a number of weeks. But I guess, as we keep saying, if you haven't um, applied for it yet because you don't think you qualify, um, you just need to keep assessing on a month-by-month basis. So uh, we're, we're continuing to, in, to enrol clients that probably weren't impacted in the early days of this coronavirus uh, episode, but are now sort of starting to see the effects of that. So as we do keep saying to our clients, look, you may not be impacted yet, but we just need to keep assessing the numbers and we need to keep looking at that because I guess, you know, with the economy and where it's at and what we're expecting to happen, um, I think, yeah, this money is going to be needed for most businesses. So I think we should tap into it as soon as we can, take advantage of it because down the track, six, 12 months' time, once this recession really kicks in, um, yeah, who knows if any of these government handouts will be available. Um, and something I didn't know until today, Chris, was that the accountants here and uh, or any business owner, but definitely the accountants here are um, uh, finalising or they're sort of submitting monthly declarations each month to the to the the government about each business. So um, some businesses may may not have qualified, and they're doing their monthly declarations with the accountants here. And then all of a sudden, a couple have found themselves um, in a position where they, they do qualify. Yeah, that's right. So that is part of the process that we have to actually um, give the tax office information monthly. So once you are in the system, you've, you only need to um, 
get in the system once or apply for it and um, cover off on that 30% reduction in turnover. You, you only have to do that once, but then you do need to report to the tax office monthly. Yep. So we do need to report a turnover figure, but the government are just using that for their own purposes to sort of see if, you know, things are improving or things are getting worse. And we also have to provide an update on what employees the business has because there could have been changes there. So which yes. is obviously that JobKeeper payment is linked to that. So, yeah, and I think on top of that, as we're going through this tax planning stage as well, we are getting a, be- a uh, better understanding of numbers and where businesses are at, talking to clients, seeing what they're thinking is going to happen over the next few months. And, yeah, just working through that to make sure that we're ready. We've got them enrolled so that they can maximise the amount of JobKeeper that they that might be applicable to them. I think the thing – I think early days uh, most people have – been, um, wor- I suppose, worried about how much it's costing the government and maybe sort of saying, oh, look, even if I just qualify, maybe I won't do it because this and that. Look, look they've come out and said that they think that JobKeeper may cost the government a lot less, you know, because of the uh, calculations thing last week. So I, I'm with you. I think if you're a business and you, and you qualify for it, um, take it, um, put the money, you know, pay your staff, maybe it enables you to be in a better financial position for the next six to 12 months so that you can sort of tackle whatever's coming up. Yeah, look, I have chatted to a couple of clients this week where, you know, three or four weeks ago they were saying, no, look, we haven't been impacted by any of this, you know, we're just business as usual. But then this week they're saying, oh, yeah, look, we're starting to actually see the effects of this. We can sort of sense that things are slowing down. You know, things are sort of trending on that downward uh, passage. So, look, I think it's just important to just keep assessing that, reassessing it because... Yeah, look, I think if you're not impacted now, you will be at some stage. So yep. and it's that flow-on effect that the economy's in trouble and you will be impacted. So we just need to take all that into account and just do what we can and just keep assessing things on a month-by-month basis and just sort of see if and when uh, businesses are elig- eligible to tap into it. And I suppose years ago this could have been a really difficult thing for businesses and accountants to try and navigate, but now with cloud accounting, uh, for example, zero that the guys use here, though doing those monthly numbers to do those monthly declarations isn't as big a deal as it used to be. Um, numbers are more at your fingertips and able to do that sort of thing, which is good. Yep, no, that's right. And I think that's where, too, a business might look at those numbers and automatically think they don't apply or they can't apply for the job keeper. But, I, look, I don't want to let the, uh, let the cat out of the bag, Gav, but our winner of the week does talk about businesses that, have been able to apply for JobKeeper based on other, other tests. So right. it's not just that straightforward test of 30% in one month. Yep. Um, there are other factors that do come into play, So which we'll talk about later. Yep. And I, and I actually didn't know until today either that um, – and a lot of our listeners wouldn't realise, but there's actually seven different tests yep. that you can undertake to see if you're eligible for JobKeeper. That's so, right. um, yeah, we look forward to that win of the week, Chris, a bit later on in the episode. Yeah, so just back to the recession. So it's our first recession in 29 years. So a lot of people that are in business now or, you know, in those, uh, you know, might be well and truly, um, you know, with home loans and things like that, have, haven't really been through this before. So... Um, it's an interesting time. It'd be interesting to talk to a few younger people, under 30s, and say, who's Paul Keating? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. Who's Bob Hawke? Yeah, so look, the old recession that we had to have. Um, they I, might not know who they are. Yeah, I reckon you might have been a bit too young even, Gav. Yeah, well, I, am, I am quite young. Yeah, I, look, I look younger yeah. than I am, actually. But a very interesting article in the AFR, the, the Australian Financial Review, this week, and 
the headline was Australia's recession is the price of humanity. Right. So, which I thought, yeah, and sort of caught my eye and I read a bit further and I suppose what this uh, reporter was saying that, um, yes, it is our first recession in 29 years and um, but it's a consequence of the government treating us as a society rather than an economy. So... It's spending money, putting people first. Where in the past, I guess we've had recessions due to economic reasons only, mm. or mainly for that reason. But I suppose this one has been to, I guess, to save lives. Like yes. it's been forced upon us. I mean, they've actively shut down whole industries yeah, in order right. to save humanity, yeah, save that's... human lives in Australia, which is why we're in a recession. So, yeah, it's it's you know well done to Phil. Um, that's a really um, interesting take on it, and. Probably a good thing to for everybody to remember that that's why the situation that we're in uh, economically um, is a little bit glim uh, or glum. But um, you know, from a humanity and, and lives point of view, we're just going so much better than some of those other countries. Yeah, and you just see what is happening in other parts of the world, particularly America. Like the US is just out of control. Yeah. Yesterday they had twenty one thousand new coronavirus cases in one day, yeah. and I know there's three hundred and thirty million people over yeah. there, but. Yeah. That's a lot of people, 21,000 yeah. in a day. Yeah, um, which is, yeah, so I think the way that we've um, dealt with it over here is fantastic, but I suppose now the thing is, and I guess this is where the government or the federal government's trying to put a bit of pressure on the state governments is to, you know, open up the borders, let's just get things going. Mm. And I think most of the states are trying to probably do that and talking to the guys up at the Queensland office this week, um, you know, they've got a, quite a few clients in that hospitality industry and you know they'll be keen as mustard to get open <laughs> well well they yeah look i think they have opened where they can have 10 yeah they can have a limited yeah. amount yeah yes. so i think it might be 10 or 20 but things are going really well like better oh, than good. expected yeah. yeah so i think people are just sick of being at home yeah you know, I, know, I went to the get a coffee on the way to work this morning in a little cafe in the main street here it had four tables inside four tables outside all spread apart there was at least three or four people on each table, so I don't know how that works yeah, right, for yeah. social distancing. Yeah. But that cafe, and there was three of us waiting for a takeaway, so that cafe all of a sudden had you know twenty five customers, yeah, um, you know, in inside and outside. So yeah, that's just got to be a great thing for you know um, getting everyone's life back to normal, getting yeah, some money right. in the door for that's some right. of these businesses. And you can sort of look. I guess most of us will understand that there's a rotation. You know, if there's ten or twenty allowed in, well. We're in, then we're out, and it's probably a line-up at the, at the door. So. Yeah, to get it back in again. Yeah. Well, and a few people that I know are talking about that they've booked their tables ahead for this weekend, yep. you know, yep. Friday night, Saturday night, they're going out for a meal. They haven't been able to do it for three yeah. months. So yeah. um, they're heading out and, you know, booking tables ahead, make sure they've got somewhere yeah. to be. So you assume that there's going to be this initial spike or demand. I reckon it could be, yeah. But you just hope it continues, I suppose, for these businesses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. the ones that probably done it the hardest. Yeah. But, yeah, and talking to the Queensland office over time, um, yeah, they've got a very big client base in that hospitality and um, yeah. tourism industry. Yeah, those that opening the borders, I just think that's, you know, that that's a no-brainer for me. I don't know how many more weeks it'll take, but if we could get everybody holidaying in Australia for the next 12 months, that's got to assist our economy. Well, I guess as they keep referring to us, Southerners – down here in Victoria, that we need to get north, don't we, during during this winter period? So, a bit pasty white, yeah, otherwise. Right, we need a bit of sunshine. So, yeah, look, I hopefully common sense can prevail. Maybe it's just a bit of a power thing at the moment that the states have got control in this area, so they're exerting their control. But you just hope that, yeah, for the business sake, that you know that they do sort of allow a bit more flexibility and get things rolling. Even the um, I know the AFL, the WA Premier, sort of won't let the, the teams fly in and out, so they're going to actually have to, you know. 
um, position themselves up in Brisbane um, for the time, the Gold Coast for the time, for the time being yeah, until yeah. they open the borders. So once those borders open, a lot of that stuff can come back to normal as well. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, just on that, Gav, the footy's not far away. Rugby, yes. got, rugby kicked off last week, didn't it? So, And um, someone... Someone told me the other day, I am friends with a lot of Richmond supporters, but uh, one of my Richmond supporter friends said, do you know what's happening in nine days? The Tigers are going to beat Collingwood. <laughs> nine days away. Well, I think it's down to about seven days now, so yeah, yeah. next Thursday. Uh, who, who do the Cats, Cats play Hawthorne that day? I think so, yeah, yeah first yeah, game back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some pretty big games, first or second round, I guess, officially, but yeah, first game back. Uh, it, I can't wait. Can't wait to see that on TV. So just a few other things, Gav. We'll probably be sending out a lot of uh, yeah, information you know, we're obviously doing tax planning at the moment, but just getting ready for uh, the completion of tax returns. So there's a few things up in the air, I guess, in relation to how they're going to be completed, but a lot of our stuff will be on online or we'll be encouraging that. Um, just, yeah, you know, it's going to be a bit difficult maybe for people to get in and still that whole thing about uh, meeting and social distancing and so forth. Um, but also, yeah, just we'll be sending out a few guides just in relation to, because a lot of people will have been working from home, so just what they can claim tax-wise. Oh, right. Yeah, so the government or the tax office have simplified a few rules around that just because of, I guess, the increase in that area. So, yeah, we'll be notifying clients of that in the very near future. So, look, a little um, uh, a little, little tip for people, but, you know, if, if you're sitting in a, you know, in a room in your house doing some work from home and it's, let's say, it's a sixth of the size of your house, you may be eligible to claim a sixth of some of your bills and that sort of thing. So it could be um, could be really worthwhile talking to your accountant about that for this year in particular. Yeah, so I think what the tax officer are aiming to do is come up with a simple flat rate of a per hour rate. So Which is what JobKeeper is too, isn't it? It's a flat rate. Yeah, that's right. So hopefully that's something that, you know, maybe we needed to have keep or to estimate hours and things like that, but hopefully it's a very simple calculation otherwise... Yeah, we prefer not to be trawling through power bills and yes, all those yeah. types of things. So, no, I yeah. think I think they've been pretty good. The tax office and the government so far with the stimulus in that they've kept the admin really down as much as possible. Really, I think. Um, um, you might want to chat to our accounts about that, Gav. <laughs> I'm, whole, only, I'm only looking at it from the outside. The whole job keeper process. Yes, it's, well, it's um, only seven tests to go through. So, no, there's eight actually. There's, eight. there's the. Um, main one, and then there's the seven alternatives. Oh, but the seven alternatives. No, nah, look, right. it has been something that uh, I guess the government and the tax office Tough though, isn't it? a fair yeah. bit of pressure to set this thing up. And as we've spoken amongst ourselves, and we refer it back to say something like the GST, where we had almost twelve months to prepare for this thing, we had zero time. Zero yeah. time. So yes. it was this one day, the next day this, and unfortunately. A lot of things changed and I guess, yeah, but as much as we got frustrated at times, you still have to sort of sit back and think, well, this has been pretty amazing how quickly this thing's been implemented. But I suppose at the end of the day, yeah, it's been a bit of a challenge for the team, which has done an absolutely fantastic job yep. on top of what always or normally is a very busy time with tax planning. Yeah. So, yeah, no, nah, it's been... No, I can, I can vouch for the accountants. I see them in here every day and they're really... Um, they're really they're really going for it at the moment, so well done to all those guys. Um, well, that's that's our kind of update. You got anything else there, Chris? You no, want I to think go through? It all covered. Um, yeah, no, I think that's about it, really. Well, today was a, a big day. Um, Thursday, fourth of June was, as we're recording here, uh, the government has come out and announced the home builder package. So now we've got job keeper, job seeker, 
job, job maker. Build, job maker, job, job builder, maker. job maker and home builder. So we've got four different things on the go. So Home Builder, for anyone that doesn't know, um, have a look at the Smolkanko socials. It's been posted up onto our socials today. We've had our lending and legal guys put together a comprehensive dot-pointed list for everybody. Um, great way to have a look at it um, and understand in a snapshot what it is. Um, that is on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and um, Twitter, Smolkanko. Uh, um but it, it, it's basically a $25,000 grant um, cash payment to anybody that is looking at building a new home or doing substantial renovations on their existing home. It's got to be their principal place of residence. Uh, it's one thing. Um, and it can be in addition to other subsidies or grants like the First Home Builders Grant. So it can be in addition to that. So that's you can add it on. So it's 25000 The contract's got to be entered into in, uh, from today through to the end of the year, 31st of December this year. Um, and, and your works have to start within three months of that contract date. A um, couple of things, if you're a couple and you're applying, you've got to, you've got to earn less than 200000 a year for last year's tax return. If you're an individual, less than 125000 The new build value cannot exceed um, seven hundred fifty. So if you're building a, a house from scratch, it can't, the build price can't be more than $750,000. Um, the v- house value prior to you starting these renovations that you might claim your $25,000 on can't exceed $1.5 million. So those couple of things, really they're around stopping, <laughs> I suppose, not giving the $25,000 grant to people that are yeah, way, probably up don't the, need it. way up the tree and they just yeah. don't need it. Yeah. So um, house renovations, um, the value of your renovations, this is key and this has got a bit of flack today in the media that – the renovation cost has to be between one hundred and fifty and seven hundred and fifty thousand. So, if you're in the regions of Australia, you know, and you're doing a build on on your house, one hundred fifty thousand is going to be a decent sized build on on your house. Um, it's got to be one hundred and fifty thousand minimum before you can claim your twenty five free from the government. Yep. So, that is something. Uh, it can't include things like sheds, granny flats, pools, or tennis courts. It has to be an attachment to your residence and it has to be done by a registered builder. And it has to be our legal department here saying it's got to be at arm's length. So it can't be your brother doing the building works for you, yep. that sort of thing. So, look, there's a bit to think about there. Um, have a look on our socials because we've got it all up there um, in dot-pointed format. But, um, of course, with any of this stuff, give us a ring. And uh, especially our lending division guys, they're right across this. Um, Neil McCann and his team, Neil's been a guest with us before, but um, they're right across all the info on that at first thing this morning when it came out. So, um the lending team uh, here at Mulcahy can help, and that includes Yvette up at Mildura. She's yeah. um, she's across it all as well. So they can assist you with all that sort of stuff. And talking to Neil earlier today, Chris, he's already got a few clients been on the phone to him. Yeah, really? They've already started yeah. some of the yeah. applications. Um, so, yeah, the Home Builder Grant for $25,000, basically free from the government. Yeah, no, that – and it just probably highlights the importance of the building industry to the economy and – I suppose with everything that's been going on with, with the recession and so forth and how we're going to get out of it, the building industry plays a massive part in that. It does. And it, because it's so wide and varied, I think, you know, you're going to build an extension on your house, you're going to you're probably going to engage nine or ten different businesses to do that um, or your builder will. So that could be anyone from the design and, um, you know, to permits right through to your electrician, plumber, builder, concreter. There's a lot of different people that can be involved in that. So, um, yeah, and... Yeah, and just talking to a few in the building game and sort of linked to those volume builders, they they've sort of seen that they're busy through to say August September, you know, and that will have been from jobs that were started or in the process before all the coronavirus issues began. 
But then they could sort of see from September onwards there was just this cliff they were going to fall off. Right. So, so they're a bit worried about that part. Yeah, that's right. So I guess something like this, this type of package is you know, obviously targeted at giving people confidence to to make that decision to, you know, because I suppose in these situations what happens is that people won't make a decision or do things because they're concerned. Yes. So I suppose what they're really trying to do is sort of say, look, you know, we're going to help you through this. We're going to give you a bit of a handout to sort of help make that decision and reduce that risk. Bring that decision forward and let's get it started. Yeah, that's right. Look, there's been a bit of flack. I was listening to the ABC today about it, but, you know, someone rang up and said, oh, look, you know, you're not even going to get a planning permit approved before the end of December. But, look, I suppose that's where maybe this this is federal, but maybe some state government, some local government needs to come on board with this sort of stuff and assist getting some of this stuff through the system a bit quicker. And remember, you only have to have your contract signed before the end of December. The works don't have to start potentially until the start of April next year. Um, yeah, and don't you love all these people just just get on and bag yeah. the stuff that they're trying to do? Like that's their first <laughs> thought. Let's just see how we can bag it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of it, unfortunately, from what I'm hearing, a lot of it is just is just political party. Yeah. You know, it's. Oh, Labor thinks it's a bad idea because Liberal did it, you know. So anyway, yeah. but that's just what you get. But look, it's called The Home Builder. Um, as I said, jump on our Mulcanco socials and you can read those dot points and find out whether this is the kind of thing that you may be able to take advantage of in the next uh, couple of months. Now we're on to a couple of our regular segments here, Chris. We've got our win of the week. Win of the week. And as we briefly touched on, I think it's around the JobKeeper and couple of clients that have been eligible or found to be eligible recently but probably uh or one particularly had their own internal consultant and uh they'd done their calculations and said nah nah look we can't get it and uh one of our senior accountants here said yeah but remember in your business how there was these changes so really what you're looking at now you can't really compare say the month of april this year with the month of april last year for example you know, there's been a few changes within the business. So using the alternative test, we could sort of, I shouldn't say manipulate the figures, but you know what I mean? Like you could actually yes. take information out so that you, you were actually comparing apples with apples. Yep. Okay. And this is some of the detail a lot of general public don't understand. That's right. This is where you probably need your expert to jump in and help out. That's right. Yeah. So we've had two clients in that situation that, you know, and they were starting to get impacted by what's going on and we were starting to get a bit frustrated because they're thinking – yeah, look, you know, we'd like to be tapping into this just to really give ourselves a bit of certainty and surety moving forward. So to go through that process, um, apply, do everything that needs to be done, even talk to the tax office to confirm that what we're doing was correct because some of this information that you Google or try and go and find, you know, it can be very vague at, at uh, times. So, yeah, going through that whole process and to get these guys this assistance is really and you can just see it on the clients faces like it's it's a real game changer for them because yeah. they're sort of thinking yeah look who am i going to lay off like this Prob- is the- it was probably getting to that stage yeah this is the thing uh, or businesses start saying well how many staff do i have can i get away with having two less staff because we've had a downturn and that's what job keepers about keeping the jobs yeah <laughs> keep your jobs that's right make sure you keep those people connected yep. keep them employed yep. we'll help you out with their yep. wage you know and off you go yeah, and these were um, businesses that initially weren't affected. You know, you get six, eight weeks down the track, they're starting to see a few changes and then they're thinking, yeah, look, I think we're pretty right to the end of June just with the activity that they normally have through their business but they're still starting to see a bit of pain. 
And then they're thinking, what the hell is going to happen from What's July? What's in July? What's in August? Yeah. yeah. So exactly. they were starting to sort of think, you know, exactly what you were saying, Gav, thinking about, well, we need to start really thinking and implementing that structural change mm. that they don't want to do. No. Like that's the last thing they want to do. And the other thing to keep in mind is that humanity factor we spoke about earlier. Some of these, I know one of the businesses you're talking about, they've got really loyal uh, employees that have yeah. been there a long time and the last thing they want to do is, is is see them out the door because they just value them so much. That's right. They're so valuable to the business. So that, that's what I suppose these alternative tests can do for yeah. JobKeeper each month. And from our point of view and you see it in the accountant's faces too, to actually help someone like that is, you know, that's what our job's all about. So, no, it's just great in these, I guess, difficult and challenging times to have wins like that and um, just see the difference that it can make. Yep, absolutely. And look, just incidentally, those two clients, one was in the building and construction industry and one was in the retail industry. So although retail had been going okay um, uh, for this particular client, yep, but with the alternative test, it helped out. So look, you may be listening to this podcast in those two different um, industries, wondering about an alternative test. So get in touch with us and we can um, assist you through that. So that's great. Win of the week. I, I like win of the week because it's that's positive. It's, it's always something on the go, isn't there? Yep. Um, and I didn't. We didn't have to ask around too far to get a win of the week. Everyone sticks their hand up pretty quick. No, that's right. So no, look, and I think it's good too because it's something that when we're talking uh, with the team about it, I guess they're looking for something positive because, you know, as we're saying, you know, the accounts have been flat out. They're all very tired. We're all trying to get through yeah. the end of June. No but days off. No, 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 no weeks. Right. There's no annual leave going on at the no, moment. That's right. So. And apparently, it's a long weekend this weekend. Yes. But, um, for some. For some, probably not the yeah, Look, uh, probably the marketing department will get a day off. Yeah, I suppose, marketing and legal. <laughs> legal will get the day off. I only say that because we've got a few legal regular listeners, so that's good. Now that's good for win of the week, Chris. Thank you. Um, one of our other regular segments is the twenty-two things we've learned since we've been in business at Mulcanco for the last twenty-two years. We're going to run through that one of these each week. First week, which was last week, was that. Um, your financial security is a marathon, not a sprint. So that was good message last week, talking about um, looking at the long road rather than just what you're going to be able to achieve this month or this year. Um, let's think about what you're going to be able to achieve for the rest of your life to make sure that you're financially secure. So, and, I think, and, and look, I think with that too, Gav, the realisation that there's always going to be a lot of bumps in the road. And we're going mm. through one of those bumps at the moment, but we've mm. just got to get over and you look at the big picture and where you're trying to get to and, yeah, there's just always a few deviations, but bit like Richmond building for those two premierships, you know. Well, there was a few bumps and there was 35 years of bumps in the road and yeah, all of a sudden they come good. Yeah, look, do you reckon whoever <laughs> wins the premiership this, this uh, year, do you reckon they'll count it really? Like, oh, they're talking about having an asterisk, but I actually, I mean, you can think about it a couple of ways. I'm only probably thinking about it because my team's up the top at the minute, but it might be the hardest one. You're to, confident already. It might be the hardest one to win. Yeah, like, it could yeah. be the hardest one to win because you got, yeah. once they start these games, you watch the amount of injuries you'll get because they yeah. haven't all done that. Big body of work, you get hamstring injuries, and they'll, yeah. So, oh, look, you're just gonna have to be peaking at the right time, yeah. I think. Get the right amount yeah. of people on the park, yep. who knows? Yep. So, this week's 22 things we've learned in 22 years, Chris, what is it? I suppose this all came about because uh, someone mentioned to me, asked me if we were just new in business, and I said, well. No, I've been around for 22 years, so that's how this... That only happened last week, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, so that's it's how this okay. all came about. So We think we're a big deal, but maybe we're not. Yeah, that's right. So anyhow, um, well, that's where the marketing division need to work a bit harder. Yeah, exactly. To, get, to sort of get that name. People don't know who we are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, look, there's going to be a lot of cliches, I think, 
It's all this is snake, Gav. Well, what, how does a cliche become a cliche? Because most of the time it's true. Yeah, so. yeah that's right. Um, yeah, so um, this week, it was, all, it was all around businesses. People go into business and they take on a lot of risk, okay? And, um, and we think that uh, generally people are experts in some area or just really good at something. But I reckon the businesses that are successful really back themselves. You know, they back themselves, trust their gut. Sometimes you can look at figures and come up with all the reasons not to do something, mm-hmm. but gut feel and just your own confidence in your own abilities and preparedness to take a risk, I reckon that's a real key thing with business and business success. So I guess that's something that we've probably always done. We've always backed ourselves. Um, you know, we, you, know, you do take risks. I think in every business there's risks, but I guess there's calculated risks that you need to take. And I think it's all about that. And I'm pretty sure most of the uh, listeners that are business owners would sort of understand what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah, because there is a big component of what you're doing that you just go for it. Like you put your head down, you you work hard. Now, working hard doesn't necessarily mean you're going to succeed, but I suppose it's a big component of it. But backing yourself Trusting your gut and just going for it. I think when you say trust your gut, it's sort of an interesting uh, thing to say, but people will know what you're, you're talking about because they know their industry. I suppose, you know, it might be a farmer or it could be a plumber or it could be a hairdresser. They know their industry. They know what where the ups and downs are. They know how to – because that, that's what they're expert at, I suppose. And that's what they've built their business around. So the idea of, you know, you, you, you've got your gut feel, you understand what the industry is, and the other part of it is back yourself. Take yep. that every now and again, take that calculated risk. As you say, there's um, a million different ways, not reasons not to do something. But this is, you know, maybe it's an opportunity to back yourself and just do it. Yep. And sometimes the biggest risk is to do nothing. And I guess you can sort of look back over time. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. I realise that. But sometimes you can talk yourself out of it. But the businesses that we deal with and work with and the ones that have you know, are probably successful and uh, enjoying what they're doing as well as an element of happiness and, you know, they have reached achievement in their field. So, but it, it, it has been at some point in time they just really had to back themselves. That's great. So there's our, our first two things that we've learned in 22 years, marathon, not a sprint, and back yourself and trust your gut. That's going to be another great ebook, Gav, I can just say. It is. Look, you could, one way to talk about uh, sayings is that they're cliches. Another reason is that they're a cliche because they're true. Yeah, that's they, right. get, they get spoken about a lot. So that's great. So um, uh, based on all this, Gav, we've got to go for, what, another 12 weeks at least? Yes, exactly. Got to get through them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We've got to get – we're going to have to start doing two things we learn every, every 22 years. Um, that's great, Chris. So, yeah, so today just in recap, we've spoken about our uh, the Home Builder Grant. We've updated everybody on – coronavirus, what's happening there with monthly declarations, with JobKeeper, etc. A couple of clients who found themselves in JobKeeper um, that didn't think they qualified for it due to the alternative test. Um, we've had our win of the week, um, which was a couple of, couple of businesses there that are now on JobKeeper and um, the 22 things we've learned in 22 years. So been a been a good episode. Chris, we've got a, we normally do our recession-busting tip of the week. Our recession-busting tip, it's number nine, tip nine. Now, tip nine, we are in recession or about to be in, re- in recession after we uh, confirm the June quarter numbers, which will be negative growth. 
So I think the important thing is it's real now. So I think we need to make sure that we are looking back at our numbers and tapping into this JobKeeper particularly, making sure we tap into that if we are eligible. Thanks, Chris, for tip nine there. Uh, look at your numbers and tap into JobKeeper, um, as a couple of our clients found out this week who previously didn't qualify for JobKeeper. So that's a wrap, Chris. Um, episode 10 done and dusted. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and uh, next week we're looking actually looking at maybe a, another special guest next week. I so. think so. Yeah, look, there's some big things happening that we want to get in place from 1 July, and it's around the bookkeeping area, which I think a lot of people will be very excited about. So homework for this week. We're talking about num- uh, buzzwords, so pivot, that sort of stuff we've spoken about in the past. This week's buv- buzzword is hubdoc. So th- do your homework on hubdoc, everybody. We're going to be talking about that next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Thanks very much. And everybody, be well. Thanks, Gav.